Train Your Body with the American College of Sports Medicine on Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Here's Melanie Cole. You know that you're supposed to steer clear of processed foods. You know you're supposed to exercise, drink lots of water, and that you'll be on this good path towards a healthier life. But if you're somebody who likes to read labels, do you know what you're reading? It can be so confusing. And then things change. And then you hear about the government saying, no, we're not going to put GMOs on the labels anymore. Oh, we're not going to worry about certain saturated fats anymore. What are you supposed to do if you are somebody who really wants to eat healthy, but some of it is quite confusing? And here to clear it up today is Dr. Brian Parr. He's Associate Professor of Exercise and Sports Science at the University of South Carolina in Aiken. Welcome to the show, Dr. Parr. So it does all seem simple to you and me and those of us that are in the business every day, but to other people, these labels are confusing. The products have names they could never pronounce and then the government is telling us what we should and shouldn't eat, and that changes daily. It does, and I think that's a real problem. If we expect people to make good decisions about what they eat and exercise and and everything else that fits into good health, we need to give them the information to make those decisions. And unfortunately, very often that information that's provided to people is either incomplete or confusing in some way, and it's no wonder to me that people have a lot of trouble making good choices. Well, it, it is not that, you know, it's pretty not surprising to me either because it is confusing. And even those of us that do know how to read a label, you look at something and sometimes I'll look at my daughter, I say, I don't even know what that is, what that product <laughs> is or what that something is. And I know what a lot of stuff is, but so it's confusing. What do you want people to do? Because they're going to take some of this stuff, they go to the internet, they look stuff up, people are getting more savvy, more advocate, you know, but what are they supposed to do when they just don't get it? Yeah, I, I think that's a really good question. And I think cutting through a lot of um, the detailed information and focusing on the big picture will go a long way to help people. So people uh, talk about super fruits and super vegetables that have these super nutrients that people are supposed to eat. And then you hear about other fruits and vegetables that are toxic, that contain GMOs that, that might harm you. And a, a lot of that we just don't even know yet what's going to happen. But what I think everyone agrees on is that people should eat more fruits and vegetables. So I think a good place for people to start is not get overwhelmed with specifically what fruits and vegetables to eat and what super nutrients they might contain based on what they read on on the internet, um, and just get more fruits and vegetables in their diet uh, altogether. And that will go much further, I think, towards improving what people eat and and their health than, than worrying about all those little details that are so hard to figure out. Well, it's getting easier and easier because the produce departments at all the stores are getting bigger and bigger and sustainable and local and seasonal things are really in vogue right now so people can find things. But a lot of times, Dr. Parr, people don't know what to do with some of that stuff. People pick up a bunch of kale and say, I've been hearing we're supposed to eat kale, but I don't even know what to do with it. And then they boil the crap out of it and it tastes horrible. (laughs) That's exactly right. And, And that's how I had spinach growing up and why I didn't like spinach for a long time. And then Someone taught me that you could use it in a salad raw, and it's delicious. Um, I think what you were saying about the the locally produced produce and and people getting things from farmers and farmers' markets, a lot of times when you buy foods in those environments, there's someone there who can say, you can say, what do I do with this? And they'll tell you a way to prepare it. And nowadays you can find so many recipes online that will help you know what to do with the foods you have. 
And I've even seen some of the grocery stores in my area in the produce section have a little card that says, you know, here's what to do with kale. Here's three things you can do with your kale um, so that you don't get home and, and not, not know what to do with it. So now there's been mandates, and you and I were talking a little off the air, but recently one of the new ones is that healthy, happy meals, because we know that anything, and this happened in California, a similar ordinance, now they're trying to do it in New York City, that when there's a toy in there, they have to do something to make it a little bit of a healthier meal, whether they limit the French fries and put in apple slices, change up the juice or soda for chocolate milk or regular milk. But they're saying that if the provisions in this bill are met, they'd save about 54 calories per meal. I don't know that that is what's contributing to childhood obesity, 50 calories. I think it's the choices, the amounts, the number of times they go there. What do you think, Dr. Parr, of mandating? Because some of it I think is a good idea. I do. I don't want government in, but I, I do think it's a good idea to take sodas out of the high school. I do think some of this, but something like this seems pointless to me. I, I think you're right. And I think it speaks to this cycle of people making bad choices. And as we've discussed, not entirely their fault. Um, and that leads to problems like people drinking too many sodas and eating too many happy, happy meals and childhood obesity. And, and the government says, well, clearly people aren't making good choices. Rather than educating us on how to make good choices and making labeling clear and nutrition information easily accessible, um, they go the route of banning something that they don't want us to have. And we've learned nothing from the process except that the government wants to take away something that we like or our kids really like, whether it's good for us or not. Um, and I, I can understand why they get to that, but that does nothing to teach us about making healthy choices. All it does is shift us toward making probably different unhealthy choices. Yeah, this bill is, is citing pester power of children pleading for the toys as a factor that influences the parents' choices of the food that they get for kids. And if you remember, I don't know how old you are, but if you remember the cereal boxes we used to try to, you know, and even Cracker Jacks had the little toy in the bottom. I didn't even like the Cracker Jacks that much. I just wanted the little toy in the bottom. And the cereals, we used to stick our hand all the way down in the bottom of the cereal to get that toy out of there which probably, now that I think about it, is just so disgusting. My brother's hand going into that cereal, my God. But what can we do as parents and as a community to look towards these healthier choices and say, yes, this is our responsibility, and yet, Dr. Parra, it takes a village. We have to help each other. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I know that the toys are put in there to make the kids want it. So maybe a good place to start from is... If the food has a toy in it, it's probably not something you should be eating. Um, and then let's take a different approach. Why don't we start putting toys in a bag of carrots or something? Love you know, that. Maybe That's a great idea. That, right? um, that is a great what, idea. But what it does is it, it, it takes a food and combines it with toy. Who's, who would ever do that? Like what farmer picking you know, crops would ever think, oh, well, I'll put some toys in with these potatoes? I mean, that's, that just tells us, I think, how far we've gone away from um, treating food as, as nutrition um, towards treating food like, like uh, an activity. 
Oh, I think you've, you're on to something. And if you do this, then I want to get in on it, too, because we just came up with this right now. I think we should put little toys in bags of baby carrots. I think we should put little toys inside the lettuce bag. I think we should do it in the spinach. I think we should definitely do this. It's a great, great idea. So, listeners, if you know anybody at Whole Foods... This is a way to get somebody to get these kids to request other things and we can make the toys something really, really fun that will also help them with healthy little mini Fitbits. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You, you never know. So you have about 30 seconds, Dr. Pryor. Wrap up the It's Your Responsibility Eating Healthy and how we can all work together to help each other. Healthy eating is really difficult sometimes, and it can be really confusing to figure out what's healthy and what isn't because that seems to change from week to week. The best thing people can do is kind of stick to the basics, fresh fruit, foods, real food rather than processed food. And, and I guess if you're eating something that has a toy in it, it's probably not something you should be eating. You should swap that out for, for something, I guess, at the moment that doesn't have a toy. Although if, if our plan works, works well, we might want to change that advice in the future. We're going to make a million bucks, I'm telling you right now. Or parents, you can always buy the kid a toy and also feed them something healthy. And then that way, they're not going to have whatever it was covered with sprinkles and sugar. I think it was Dr. Power who said if it's got sprinkles on it, probably not a great idea. In any case, this is Melanie Cole. You're listening to Train Your Body. We have more great show coming up, so stay tuned. Oh, and stay well. Stay well.